0: Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the WBRX wake-up call. And uh, I know that this is uh, our weekly call uh, here with WBRX. And by the way, all these columns are recorded and then uh, available to you in WBRX University um, in the way of a podcast. For those of you that want to, you know, uh, listen to this information or maybe grab something that uh, a nugget, whatever it may be that uh, you hear on the call, you can go back and you can go through some of that information. I've had several people that have asked me uh, for these recorded calls, and and oftentimes, just like anything else, you know, you can you know kind of put it uh, on on your phone and get it going. Uh, you know, when you're in your uh, car, use your car as a mobile classroom, right? As, uh, as so many people have said in the past, and, and that always can be uh, can be valuable. But for us, it's a great opportunity, guys, to cover information bring you up to speed maybe on, on some of the things that are taking place uh, in the now time, and then also <clears throat> just discuss the various topics and ideas that will hopefully help you, you know, build and, and develop your business. And this morning we're going to cover some of that. But, uh, you know, when Sean and I, you know, do these calls, just so you know, there's no script, uh, you know, just again to, you know, reinforce the fact that we don't have a designated way necessarily to, You know, cover information. We have ideas of what the topics will be, but we don't have a script that sets it uh, out and uh, you know gives us a way to kind of talk about it uh, in that fashion. So it's just very much based on experience and time and energy. Uh, You know, as we've been out here and just building this business. And and guys, most of you know that um, this month, you know, we've got some good incentives that are out there. Uh, If you need uh, reminders of what those are, we try to give you. weekly newsletter updates to keep you um, informed. And that usually goes out on uh, Thursday or Friday of every week uh, just to give you some reminders and updates of various things that we're, you know, we're doing as a company. And most of you probably received, um, I believe it was either Thursday, I think it was Thursday, we uh, sent out by way of email a banner for an upcoming event that we have June the 1st. Um, Anywhere, if you're anywhere within, you know, 500 miles and you can get to this meeting, I think you're going to, appreciate the fact that you're there. We're going to have myself and Sean, Dr. Jasani, and Dr. Patel. Um, you know, it's going to be geared not just toward healthcare providers, <clears throat> but it'll be <clears throat> information that represents and, and kind of defines, um, you know, what WBRX is all about as a company um, and, and really um, how, you know, a potential prospect can evaluate our opportunity, can, um, you know, look at the information and determine whether it's a it's a you know prospect for them to either uh, use and, and and or buy the product as a customer, and always you're going to have a percentage of people that see the earning opportunity that's available uh within the context of of our business and you know Sean and I got together last Friday and we had some great conversation about you know the messaging that we're delivering, and I talked about this I know last week as well at least on Saturday. But, you know, what's unique, I think, that people are starting to recognize is that we are, we are marketing and distributing wellness-based consumables, right? We have an exception because we have Simmer. But uh, wellness-based consumables are, are what we believe to be, uh, you know, part of an overall wellness revolution. Uh, when we say that, we're talking about dollars ancillarily spent in a variety of other ways that are redirected in, in many cases by a vast number of the population into wellness-based products. And, uh, you know, if you just take a look at how, how much, you know, money is being spent today, and most of us can identify with this, on people that are looking for ways to look better and feel better, okay? Look better and feel better. And I think, when, you know, when we look at WBX and we look at what our message is, you know, we know that, you know, the, um, the advent or the understanding of the endocannabinoid system that everybody has uh, was discovered around 1990, and we know that there are several different uh, ways to provide the nutrients that this system needs. Both you know, both are um, you know, CB1 receptors, which are the neurological uh, platform, and then the CB2 receptors, which are the immune platform. And when you really study the endocambinoid system, you'll see that there's a lot of different um, methods, micro, macronutrients, uh, plant-derived um, you know, nutrients that can really feed and nurse the endocannabinoid system. Now, the onset of CBD, uh, as it became uh, you know federally legal through all different states in uh, in December of 2018, gave us this unique opportunity to enrich and and nutrient provide that endocannabinoid system with something that it, it probably has been missing for a long time. When you look at the plant-derived benefits of cannabis. And you look at all the different compounds that surround it, and now today we've got you know a, a pretty good variety of delivery systems that are available uh, that is a unique opportunity and the opportunity obviously within that industry is a huge opportunity, but an even larger opportunity than uh, then let's just take it you know for what we know it is, the cannabis growth industry is the overall wellness industry, and you've seen us talk about this in our in our presentations that Uh, CBD is a wellness product. It's not a drug. It's not designed to, you know, uh, cure or, or, you know, prevent disease. We don't make those types of claims. But it certainly does a phenomenal job of keeping your body um, uh, nutriently rich so that you have a balance, Uh, you know, that that is very important when you're starting to feed your, uh, you know, your neurological profile with what it needs as well as your immune system That's very important. But if you look out there in in our country today, and just statistically just kind of take a a quick snapshot, you've got about 67% of all the people in our country that are clinically obese, okay? And and, uh, that's a very big number. Uh, uh, I mean, that's a large number. Uh, Excuse me, 67% that are overweight. You've got, about, uh, you've got about, you know, a very large percentage of them that are clinically obese. That means that they've got a BMI of over 35 body mass index, right? And that has to do with how much of your body is body fat, how much of it is lean mass. And so that's a real thing. And if you look at most of the challenges that we have in, in our country, in North America, as it relates to prevention and disease, right, you've got cardiovascular disease, you've got diabetes and cancer, they're often directly, if not indirectly, related to overconsumption and undernutrition, right? So that means that people are eating a lot more than they should. And they're probably not getting the appropriate amount of overall nutrients, the appropriate amount of water that their body needs. So we have this chosen lifestyle in this country. And because of our chosen lifestyle, we've got, you know, a, a large percentage of our population that's in trouble, uh, you know that's, that that does and, and oftentimes people don't even recognize if you look at a straight line between optimum health and death, they don't recognize how how many people don't even realize that they're much closer to that illness and death paradigm than they are optimum health. so when we look at at our company and we look at our crusade and Sean and I both agree we we take it um, you know we take it as a part of our own crusade in life as well. Right? You know, my partner has lost about 50 pounds since we started you know, this journey here with W. which I think is fantastic, but that was effort and time and energy and a, a myriad of things that he did with his consumption, a myriad of things that he did in his exercise profile. And, and, and Sean is not alone. There's a lot of people out there that, that really want to understand what they could do, what products can they take to assist them as they're uh, eating differently. And they're exercising differently. What can we put in our bodies that help enhance us so that we have the energy level that we need, so that we have the recovery that we need, so we have the optimum balance necessary in our neurological profile, so we have the optimum balance necessary within our immune system? What can we put into our body that's, that's you know, scientific, There's scientific data to support it? It's not just uh, whimsical. It's not just people coming up with ideas or just throwing something against the wall. We see a lot of that. I'm talking about science-based information and products that give us a, a, a variety of delivery and give us sustained value as we're building our business. That is really what Wellness Biosciences Rx is all about. That, that's really our messaging. That's the timing of that message. And here's what you do need to realize – the wellness industry, over and above the cannabis industry, okay, that's a the umbrella that cannabis fits within, is a massive, massive industry, like massive, okay? I mean, it, you know, I don't want to even throw numbers out on the call until I do my own research to determine exactly how many dollars have been transitioned into this industry, but I'm just going to tell you it's, it's billions and billions of dollars. When I first got involved in the industry, I'm uh, talking about, you know, back in a uh, 1992. I think worldwide there was about a hundred billion dollars of growth that took place, and, and products and services that were being uh, that were generating <clears throat> about a hundred billion <clears throat> in growth worldwide. Now, by the time we got to the year 2000, uh, we started our previous company, previous campaign. That number had grown pretty significantly, grown to well over uh, 140 to 150 billion. But as we went through the 2000s, like from 2000 to 2010, by the time we got to 2010, we were in excess of $250 billion. So in the length of time that I got involved in this industry from where, you know, I'm just talking about from early 1990s to 2010, that 20-year period of time, we had extreme and massive growth, a huge transition of dollars. They were previously being spent in a lot of other areas that were redirected into the wellness industry because you had an aging and we still have obviously an aging population of people that were looking for every way and possibly any way that they could get a hold of products that would help them look better and feel better. Everybody in that age group you know wants to take a hundred years to turn sixty five years old right so it, it, it 's just amazing. To me, when I look out there today, and, and all of us on the phone, we we know this, right? We know how many people today are doing. I mean, listen, we got one of our doctors, Doctor Nessick, on the phone that makes it an absolute living as a result of people wanting fillers and Botox and augmentation, various types of cosmetic surgeries. That's a fact. That is a big motivate. And that, so people are taking uh, their money, hard earned dollars, and, and, and they're redirecting them into these ways where they can. Uh, look better, and if they look better, they feel better, and then, and then you've got a whole other group of people that are really looking for ways to uh, you know, put the right types of, of nutrients in their food, macronutrients and micronutrients through supplementation into their body so that they can have a, a much better life, right? Now, now, here we come and we say, okay, we want you to take a good look at products that we're delivering into the marketplace, which is fantastic, And we want you to look at the uh, reasoning and the um, and the and the wherewithal and the makeup of our product, and and we want you to recognize that in addition to the products that we're delivering in the marketplace, one of the magical factors that substantiates the value of our product is that there is a business opportunity attached to it. It's it's, 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 that there's we know that sociologically, so if you got this perfect storm, this ever increasing trend within the wellness industry, and by the way, it's projected to have an increase to move to trillions, not billions, trillions of dollars spent because as we have more information, more knowledge, and, and more of an um, exit from the pharmacopeia, uh, and we, by the way, we're not anti-pharmaceutical. I mean, I can tell you there's been many instances where my kids have sinus infections or we have you know various things that we need so that we can get them over the hump particularly if their body has an infection with antibiotics and a number of other things. But we also recognize that there, are, there is a concerted effort for people to continue to use pharmaceutical medication and, and just deal with the symptoms rather than address the actual um, the cause and, and, and prevent the onset of various types of disease in the future. That's where we, that's where we sit. And so if you look out there today and you look, at the, you look at these different dollars that are being redirected to the tune of trillions of dollars, let's just say that the wellness industry is not going anywhere. And there are people from all over the world that are looking for the right products. So we're in a great spot in terms of industry growth with the wellness industry. And then you look at sociologically where people are economically, right? And where are people economically? Well, we know that according to the Internal Revenue Service, we know the statistics. We don't have to go through every one of them, but... It's, a, you know, 87% of all the people in this country by the time they're at the age of 65 are depending upon the state and the government to take care of them because they're retiring with an average net worth of $6,800. You say, well, how can that be? Well, you know, it, it's not my statistic. You can, you, can, you know, look and, and try to figure out and determine that for yourself. My experience is, is most people spend basically what they're earning. If you've got people earning $26,000 a year, uh, they're spending very close to $26,000 a year. If you got people earning fifty thousand dollars a year, they're spending very close to what they're making. If you got people making a hundred, they're spending very close to what they're making. If you got people making two hundred, five hundred, a million, I, I mean, it just depends. Now, there are people that are actually have redirected their dollars, and they have put together a um, maybe a you know some sort of retirement plan. <clears throat> um, we call it the development of an asset portfolio. Ninety-nine percent of the people in this country that pursue the idea of retirement do it exclusively through this idea of, of a retirement through, a, you know, through an asset portfolio, real estate, stocks, bonds, money that would have been saved and earned over and above uh, you know, people's income-producing years. Right? We know these, these things are a fact. But there is another way, as Jay Paul Getty said, find a way to earn a small percent of what a lot of people do already on a daily basis, and you'll put yourself into a position of financial independence. So what we're offering and what our argument is is, hey, you know what? We're going to continue to build a catalog of products that meet the needs of people today. You've got aging baby boomers, men and women. They're needing a lot of different things for, that, that would address the, the, uh, their immune system, that would address you know, what would be helpful with respect to their hormones, what would be, uh, what would be uh, a good replacement as it relates to various types of amino acids, Uh, various types of things to help uh, people's digestive issues. There's just a number of different factors that can be contributed to products in that space. And our argument is, hey, we want to help everybody build and develop a business that's customer-driven that will give you an ongoing form of revenue because there's a lot of people today that are looking for these products in these categories, and there's going to be even more as we continue on. And if you just look at at our, at our what our company, where we're positioned, I'm so excited about it. I was telling Sean, I said, you know, when you really take a look at where we are as a company, when you really just take a look at us, you know, we've gone out there in the midst of a, a pandemic. We've gone out there in the midst of major challenges and still successfully generated enough revenue to keep a company moving and growing. And now we're positioned at a point in time where the face masks are coming off, okay here in Texas, tomorrow, my children will no longer have to wear a face mask i can't we're they're just about ready to have a party over here and, and The sad thing is is that now they've gotten so used to the face mask that they've gotten kind of used to, to having to wearing it and it just goes to show you people can get used to anything right so tomorrow here in Texas. Uh, because of uh, you know uh, you know the, the things that uh, have been laid out and Go- Governor Abbott laid it out. We, there's no more face masks in schools. Well, that is a clear and defined sign today. Now businesses are starting to let people make their own decisions. The signs are changing, uh, and so we have an event that's coming up on June the first. And I think that uh, even I was at a, I was at a choir event uh, last night, uh, yesterday in the middle of rain. And uh, it was amazing how many people were huddled up and there was not even social distancing that was even a consideration. So we are having a, we're we're now turning the corner, I think, at a faster pace. People are now excited about being able to go to concerts and ball games. They're excited about coming together in various types of events. And, And I think that the timing couldn't be better when you start looking at the growth trends within our industry and you start looking at the sociological profile, because the reality is, guys, as it were, people, whether they recognize it or not, whether they recognize or not, if it is true that 87% of all the people in this country retire at age 65 with an average net worth of uh, $6,800, let's just face it, most people genuinely need a different opportunity than what they have. Okay? And, and I'm not here to tell you that everybody needs to get involved in the wellness industry or everybody needs to get involved with WBX, but let's just face it, they need something more than what they have. And it does, and so what we're challenging people to do is to evaluate. Just look. Look at how many people are pursuing the idea of retirement with an asset portfolio, but let's look at the statistical reality of where people are ending up economically. If you've got 99% of the people in this country that drive up and down these streetways on a daily basis, they're pursuing the idea of retirement exclusively through the asset portfolio, but you've got about uh, 87% of people retiring effectively broke, there is a, a big disconnect. So, so there's a lot of things, in my personal opinion, that we can do to help people overcome that reality. That's really what a big part of my personal crusade is. I can I basically grew up in a family where my family did retire into poverty. You know, um, you know, my, my I mean, my my folks, um, you know, were hardworking people, great people, but that was their situation. When my dad passed away, Karen and I had to bury my dad. My mom couldn't do it. There wasn't enough money there, right? And for many years, my mom worked for a company that I own, uh, and, and, you know, we, we took care of her and bought her a home and did a lot of different things as a result of accepting an opportunity back in 1992. So I just, you know, I just share this information with you guys because the, the, um, the, the group of people that raise, let's just, I, I am now 59, I'll be 60 years old in October, and I'm part of what we call the baby boomer generation, okay? A little bit older than my partner and a little bit older than some of you on the phone, and my mother is also a baby boomer, okay? She had me when she was 17 years old. That's what they did in that time when people were, you know, going off to war, and it was during the, between the World War II and the Korean War and the Vietnam War, just a different stage and different time in the country that we lived in, and people got, you know, at that, in those days, they got married, you know, typically at a younger time, right, in our country, and so I, you know, my mother got married when she was seven, when she was actually 16, had me when she was 17. Now I can't even fathom that Was I have kids today, they're at that same age. I, I know that there's no way in the world that they're prepared to be adults with children, right? So you had babies with babies. And then that that had a whole offspring of, of people that had to go out there and, and, you know, maybe not with as much experience and guidance and try to figure things out on their own in this world of of what we can do to build something for ourselves rather than something for someone else. So we embrace the ideology that, um, you know, working for wages and making living is there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. It's noble. Okay. You can make a good living working for wages in most cases. We just firmly believe that working for profits is better. We believe profits are better than wages. You can make a living working for wages. You can make a fortune, working for profits. It's the same energy often required. It's just a different decision. So when we go out there, we start talking to 87% of those folks. They believe in the same stuff that was taught to my folks. Go to school, get an education. If you can get a good education, then you can probably get a good, what, J-O-B, work in that J-O-B until you're at the age of, what, 65, retire with a gold watch and a pension and live happily ever after. Well, Statistically, what's the reality? 87% of people in this country are retiring where? Into poverty. So where's the, where's the storyline? How real is it? It's not real. And so when we start educating folks out there and letting them know where most people end up and what decisions they should look at making to overcome that challenge, it may be an ancillary form of revenue where they set up a retirement account for themselves and their, and their significant other, or they do something additional so that they can pay for their kids to go to school, or whatever the circumstance may be, there's got to be a shift in their in their basic philosophy. There's got to be a shift from what they were taught to what they need to do to overcome the circumstance of where we see our country today. So they don't end up in that vast number of almost nine out of 10 people that retire and depend upon the state and the government to take care of them. So we've got these two, ever-increasing opportunities, one within the wellness industry, guys, and one from a financial perspective, and we do have answers. And I can just tell you that we look at the revenue of our company, we're we're so delighted and excited to see that a vast number of our overall revenue is coming from people that are just buying products through our brand partners. And now we want to, you know, set forth and put into our sites a massive, action opportunity to build the network, because the bigger the network is, it's like, you know, building the franchises. You have a franchise or opportunity, and I'm sharing with you guys messaging and information that you should embrace and take hold of, and you can start understanding the mechanics. Because when people sit down and they want to talk to you about your business, you know, sometimes it's hard to get into that business conversation when you start talking about, you know, well, I got involved in this thing and, you know, I'm upline from these people that are downline and if they, you know, if I go out and I, you know, have results and the people in my upline, that's that's conversation that people can't even, it's like speaking Chinese to the right people that would ever get involved in your business. But if you start telling people the realities from a business conversation perspective of what's going on in the wellness industry and you start talking about about the redirection of dollars that are being poured into this industry. I'm talking about from day spas to health clubs to uh, nutritional supplementation to various types of macronutrients and various types of whole foods. It's enormous. It, it, it's huge. And, and then you start looking at the sociological profile of where people are economically, it, you start to realize, oh, my gosh, there's real, a real genuine business model here and then, and then you just talk to people about your vision of building your own marketing and distribution company in a massive growth increase of the wellness industry with, with cannabis-based products, with micronutrients, macronutrients, with bio-nutrition that's helping solve. So these are this is the business model. And as our company, uh, and you'll see this as we get close to our one-year anniversary, we're going to bring on uh, new products in that category of what we call bio-nutritionals to support and supplement the endocannabinoid system with our CB1 or CB2 receptors and the mash and the blend of those, and now you've got this unique earning opportunity. We've had in the early stages of our companies, guys. We've had we paid out some very significant dollars in the way of immediate income, and, and surprisingly enough, I mean, people who don't even realize that if you know the industry, the network marketing industry, most companies it takes months and months and months, if not years. To earn just a couple, two, three, four, or five thousand dollars of residual income, we've got people on the phone right now that have accomplished that in our business. We've got people on the phone that have earned anywhere from seven to eight to ten up to fourteen thousand dollars of income in a month, and and that's just the people we have on the phone. We've got people that aren't even here; they're genealogically upline from everyone on the phone that have successfully gone out and demonstrated the capacity to generate significantly more revenue in a month than most people. Most people in this country genuinely have an opportunity to earn over the course of six months to a year and talking about i 'm talking about people working 40, 50, 60 uh, hour work weeks i 'm talking about a business that they 've worked in very spare time part time and, and and the reality is the reality is as we continue to go down this uh, lane in time, those income opportunities become more. And more relevant. You you may hear as I listen to uh, people on podcasts and YouTube and all kinds of things of uh, people talking about their predictions of what's going to happen in our economy. And I'm here to tell you that nobody knows. Nobody has a crystal ball except for God Himself. But we all have we all have we all have um, you know our folks that are making educated guesses. That some believe that this overinflated um, house market is gonna it's gonna crash. And they believe that because we've got a ton of repossessions that have not yet been even marketed because of what's taking place with COVID. And banks are sitting there with those properties. And soon that inventory will be on the market. And that will take place in Austin. That will take place in and Dallas. It will take place in Houston, every major city and every country and every state throughout the United States. So you're going to see a massive shift in, in what's currently a seller's market to a buyer's market. Now, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a um, you know an economic forecaster. I can't give you that data. I can call my friend Paul Paul Pilzer, who's you know been the the author of a book called The Wellness Revolution. If you haven't read that, then I recommend you get the second book. I'm now reading that because it gives you an indication of where we are today and why economic forecasters like Paul believe we're going to be in a whole different situation as we continue to go. Some believe, like Paul, that the uh, the market is overinflated, and that that's going to also have a significant dip, if not crash. I don't know if that's the case. I just know this, that the industry that we're in has had an upward growth trend every year, year in and year out, for the last 25 years. Every now, Has there been a, re, a redirection of, of the, dip, the types of products and services that people have bought in this industry? Absolutely. But I will tell you this. People today, just like they have for many, many years, have been looking for a, a, a consistent way to generate uh, revenue by, by taking control and having a business of their own that doesn't cost them a fortune to start, by having a support system for people to help them build and develop the business. The only, way that you, the only place, places that I know that you can get this done is that this type of residual income is if you, you happen to be the, uh, a you know, writer of a, of a successful book or you happen to have participation in, uh, in, a, in a movie role or you're involved in franchising. And we know today successful franchises – are highly, highly, they're very expensive. I don't even, I mean, Chick-fil-A, I don't even know if you can get a Chick-fil-A. I know McDonald's is now in excess of $2 million, and I know back in the 60s they were giving those away. So there's no question that franchising works, and there's no question that a business model that has consistent growth and a consistent pattern and is standardized also works. And so when we look at WBRX today, guys, I just want to tell you this. I, I'm, I'm so thoroughly excited about where we're at, where we're positioned, I'm so I'm, I'm so thoroughly excited about the messaging that supports where we're going. You're going to see the information I've been communicating this morning. Uh, it'll be conveyed in a very simple, straightforward fashion and a new standardized uh, presentation that you're going to see coming to you here pretty quick. I, I just know without a doubt, as we now are on the other side of COVID, I just know without a doubt we're we're in a unique spot, the right place at the right time. And guys, we're going to have a phenomenal run in this journey. I know that. Uh, you know, it takes, a, it takes a, a lot of hard work, and I just want to commend every one of you and everybody that's been involved with WBX along the journey have all participated in helping us along that way. But, guys, you haven't seen anything yet. The best is yet to come. Trust me. And as you start to see the growth trends in our in our new customers, you start to see the growth trends in the new brand partners that we're going to be bringing on, we're going to be bringing them into your organization. Some of you are going to see this transpire and take place as we have our upcoming event on June the 1st. The subsequent days after June the 1st, we're going to have opportunities for people to sit with us personally and be in, uh, in a, uh, you know, what we call you know, really just a business planning session up at the office. We'll have probably some breakfast and some lunches up there at the boardroom because we want to dive in with people that want to get involved with us and want to take part of this crusade and move forward. We see the opportunity for those folks that we're going to be bringing on that next big wave of people and that'll start as we start moving through our event schedule. We're going to be doing it in, in uh, June, July, and August over the summertime, guys. So we're excited about it as we move into our one-year anniversary. And by the way, statistically, just to end off with this, most companies in this industry never become a fully launched company. They never put up together the right software, the right information, the right group of people, and they, and they end up falling straight on their face before they even get business launched. But the percentage of companies that last one year – in their first year in this industry, is below 5%. In other words, of 100 companies start less than five, actually stay and become a company for one year. The companies that do last one year, uh, there's there's over 60% of them that make it to five years. And guys, I can tell you from personal experience in a previous campaign that we've had, if you become a company in this industry the last five years, 95% 95% of those companies become 100 million and in some cases, billion-dollar companies. So when you see the consistency of what we're going to be providing, the information, the knowledge as it relates to the wellness industry, the growth trends that, are relate, that, that relate to what's taking place economically, we're going to position ourselves, guys, so we go on quite a run, and we're going to do that with, with people that you're bringing to us, and we're going to convey a lot of this information. So I can't be more excited about where we are more importantly, where we're going. I, I just tell you this, you know, you know get your seatbelts on, get, your, get, get yourself strapped in, and, and let people know, hey, all, all boats do uh, tend to rise with the tide, but they've got to have their boats in the water. And they've got to be positioned within an industry so they can capture the additional revenue streams that are available to them in this ever-increasing growth trend that we're in with. with obviously, within the uh, wellness industry, the cannabis space, Obviously, with all the different products in the bio-nutritional space, obviously with people today, when you start seeing people, and you'll see like bees to honey, they'll come, they'll flock. <clears throat> we have people earning $30,000, $50,000 of income in a month. Just Katie Barn the door, guys. I've seen it happen. In been fortunate to have been a part of it. It's a unique experience. If you have never been a part of it, when it starts to happen, it's hard to describe. But one person who can give you a full explanation, of that is my partner, Sean Baker, got involved with us. We were a couple years old. And he went on a great run with us, became a seven-figure guy through that experience. So with that, brother, I'm going to turn it over to you and sit back and take some notes. Appreciate all that you do, and we're excited about what's coming, man. So I'm going to sit back and listen. Go ahead. Hey, thanks, Barry. And great job this morning, really, on fire. And it's funny because, you, you know, you, you
1: talked about the vision of the future, and, you know, we've been sharing you know, with information with each other back and forth, and and uh, just talking about you know where we believe the direction the company's going. And it's funny because history does you know ironically kind of have a way of repeating itself. We you know we got really focused on CBD, which is a hot product. It's a it's a viable and much needed product. You know every mammal on the planet has an endocannabinoid system. So you know everyone on the planet right now, literally dogs and cats and. And livestock that you care about, and, of course, children and and adults and humans need to all be taking CBD. But that messaging isn't yet out there. You know, that messaging isn't yet that powerful. It doesn't make it less true. It just makes it not as well known, right? So one of the things that we are really on is kind of a CBD crusade, as Barry said, that's within an industry that's not so foreign or so new or so, uncertain and it's the industry of wellness i mean we know look look i you know i i can't imagine i'm not saying there's any way to to, to knock or to, or to put down anybody that would that would put you know say get botox as an example but there are people today that make a living they support themselves and a family on injectors and fillers as an example but in the 60s or 70s would you think that that someone would have said hey we're going to inject you know essentially poison in your face or uh, you know botulism whatever it is we're going to inject something in your face to paralyze the muscles and it's going to come commonplace 20 or 30 or 40 years from now every aging person on the planet is going to at least consider it or at least evaluate this thing called botox i don't believe my parents would have believed that 30 or 40 years ago but today you can get Botox at your doctor's office. You can go to a spree standing clinic. I mean, you can just do a number of different things, but that wasn't even uh, something that, you know, was available 30, I don't know the year, you know, 30 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever the math of it is. Dr. Nessick would probably do a much better job of talking about the science and when it was involved. And, and that's not really the point. The point is just about the industry of wellness. I mean, when I met Paul Zane Pilsner, I would have to confirm with Barry, but I'm thinking 2000. 7, 2006, 2007, 2008, it changed my life because, you know, as you guys know, I was in the military, you know, very young, joined when I was 17. My parents had to actually sign a waiver to let me join as a minor. So I joined at 17, and I had always been relatively athletic, and this isn't me talking about my glory days, trust me. I was not a, a great athlete, but I was athletic. I played football. I played basketball. I, I ran track. I, uh, you know, I wish I had played golf at a much earlier age, but I did a lot of very active sports. So when I went into the military, I was already in pretty good shape, pretty good cardiovascular shape, pretty good physical shape. You know, my muscles were strong, my joints, because I was so young, my joints and my ligaments and everything was in good shape. So I joined as an infantry soldier, which is the, you know, the guys that do a lot of walking and a lot of backpacking and a lot of carrying heavy stuff. And, and it began to take its wear and tear. But I was in I was in good shape going into the Army. I was in the best shape of my life coming out of the Army. And then I got a job in corporate America. And, and, you know, whether you call it the freshman 15, right, your kids go off to college or you went off to college and you put on the freshman 15 or the freshman 20, right, essentially it was the same thing because I didn't go to college. But when I got out of the military and I got my job with corporate America and I wasn't running every day and I wasn't doing you know various stretching activities every day and I wasn't um, I didn't have a, a good exercise regimen of any kind, but I continued to eat the way I ate when I was running two, three, five miles a day. When I was, you know, backpacking, you know, when you go on a, on a ruck march is what they call it. When you go on a ruck march, it, it's often it's somewhere between five and 30 miles. And yes, I said 30, three zero. So I would burn a lot of calories. I would drink a ton of water. I was always flushing my system, sweating like crazy. And then I get a job in corporate America, and it's Dr. Pepper, and it's pizza, and it's Shipley's for breakfast, and no exercise. And so what happened in very, my very early 20s, you know, that, that's when I kind of put on my freshman 15. So between the age of probably 20, we'll just call it 21, where I was six, six foot one and 180 pounds of predominantly, you know, all muscle. By the time I was 20, I call, we'll call it 23 or 24, okay, so, so literally just a couple of years, I was up from 180 to probably 230, and everything hurt. My knees hurt, my back hurt, my, you know, joints would hurt. I, I would go to bed and wake up stiff and sore. Now, it could have been a mattress. It could have been a number of different things, but I went through – a radical change physiologically in my early 20s. Well, then I meet Paul Zane Pilzer. We're at, the, we're at a conference at Barry's hosting. There's about 600 people. And, and Paul Zane Pilzer. you should look him up. And, and it's Pilzer, not like the beer, like a Pilsner. There's no N. It's P-I-L-Z-E-R, Paul Zane Pilzer. But look him up. So he comes to this conference, keynote speaker. I get to meet him, get to actually have a meal with him, spend a little time with him, and the guy is amazing, but he moves to Utah. He tells this story, and I'll never forget it because it was really the thing that got me on the right path. It didn't get me where I needed to be. It wasn't a destination, but it got me on the right journey directionally because he told me, Paul it, Paul was I believe, and Barry could clarify, but it was early 50s at that time, maybe 55 at that time. And he said he had moved to Utah. And he really gotten into biking. So Utah, higher elevation, right, mountains, mountainous, beautiful area, very outdoorsy, particularly in the late, you know, in the, in, the, in the mid to late summer and early fall. I mean, hiking, walking, biking, you name it. It's just beautiful. And he said that they ride, you know, this biking group that he, that he joined, they uh, had this particular route where they go up the mountain, and, and, you know, it was not uncommon that you would have to push your bike part of the way up the mountain, like for particularly the guys and gals that had just recently joined the club. Well, what he noticed was that he was in his, we'll just call it mid-50s, and the guys that were just blowing by him going up the mountain and who never had to get off their bike and walk were in their late 60s and early 70s, late 60s and early 70s. And they were the ones literally just blowing him away on these, on these mountain bike rides. And so they're, they're all sitting. He finally climbs to the top, he said, and huffing and puffing and wheezing and carrying his bike and pretty discouraged. And he looked at this gentleman, and the guy said, hey, you know, how you doing? He said, well, man, I just, I'm kind of floored. You guys just blow me away ride after ride after ride. And I just can't even make it to the top, much less keep up with you guys. And the guy says to he says, Well, you know, Paul, how old are you? And Paul, for just sake of this conversation, let's say Paul says, Well, I'm 55. And the guy says, Oh man, you're doing great. I couldn't do it when I was your age either. And the and the and the whole crowd erupted and everyone laughed. But but the truth is there is some there is some wisdom to that. These guys had spent their life in corporate America doing exactly what I was doing. Getting up at five in the morning, getting to the you know get on the road at six, being at the office at seven, probably eating McDonald's or Whataburger or whatever drive-through they could scarf down on the way to the office, right? And then they would have a couple of sodas throughout the day, some heavy lunch probably maybe a few cocktails in the evening followed by a, a meal if they worked long hours like I did. It was a late meal, so they're filling up right before they go to bed. And, and they look up, and they've exchanged 10 or 20 or 30 years of their life putting on weight, you know, increasing their stress level, decreasing their testosterone, you know, just, doing, just doing things. And then one day they wake up and go, this is not good. You know, I've got acid reflux. I've got joint pain. I'm stressed out. I'm losing my hair. My sex drive's depleted. You know, or de- depleting. Whatever the case may be, and they and they put their foot down. They draw a line in the sand. You know, these people that that engage in the wellness revolution, not the wellness industry, guys. You're going to hear that it is the wellness industry. That's the industry if you want to categorize it. But it's not just an industry. It is a wellness revolution. You know, I was talking to several of you last week well let me conclude with my paul's and filter story so and then i'll go back to this but so as i was listening to paul i thought that to me and i don't have to wait till i'm 50 or 55 i can start restart my wellness journey at, at 25 right potentially so thank god i met barry i got involved with with the company i started taking supplements for the first time in my life i started eating better, not well, okay, because this was before keto and this was before paleo. I mean, this is back in the South Beach days and Atkins days, and there are just some better diets now. But I started at least being conscious of what I put in my body. I cut back on the alcohol. I cut back on the sugar. I almost eliminated bread entirely. This is back in my 20s. But it wasn't because I just woke up one day and decided that's what I wanted to do. It's because I was listening to the people and the experts in the wellness industry. I was watching, you know, I I was looking at Barry at the time. Barry was, and I'm not trying to pick on him, you know, but Barry's 59, I'm 44, you guys do the math. Well, I was in my mid to late 20s. He was in his late, you know, 30s and early 40s during our journey, and he was in significantly better shape than me. He still is. You know, almost 60 years old. The guy's hitting the gym. You know, Stoney got on the call early this morning, and says he's going to learn to swim and, and be able to kick Barry's butt. And, and, and we had a good laugh, but, but it's funny because at almost 60 years old, Barry, who has spent his life, really his entire life, in the wellness industry is still leading and inspiring younger folks. Stoney's a little younger than Barry. I'm a little younger than Stoney. But who are we chasing? Who are we inspired by or who are we motivated by? And I'm not just trying to toot Barry's horn here. I'm just saying... There are people who are older than you who, who arguably, you know, would have every reason to be in less, better, you know, as good a shape as you or eat as good as you, and I promise you could run laps around you in whatever their given sport is, whether it's tennis, whether it's golf. Barry and I went and played golf about two, maybe three weeks ago and got paired with a gentleman that I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Barry, he was said he was 75. Sadly, had just recently gone, you know, through a divorce. But man, he, he about mopped us up out there on the golf course. I mean, we played the same tee boxes, and he, he he hit his tee shot just as far as we did, if not further. Looked like he was probably a runner or a swimmer, or maybe both. He was kind of a shorter gentleman, but I mean, you could almost see his, you know, his flat stomach and his and his, you know, his his, his physique through his golf shirt. I mean, he was in really good shape at 75 years old and we played a full 18 holes and he never missed a beat said he was going to play again tomorrow you know and and that's what people are aspiring to do but here's really the opportunity as i see it in my opinion you don't have to wait until you're 70. and then this is in two capacities guys you don't have to wait till you're 70 to say, you know what, I probably need to really take a hard look at my finances and get my affairs in order. It's probably a little late at 70, okay? So I'm just encouraging you, whatever any of us are, whatever age any of us are on the phone, let's take a look at the way we're going to maximize our opportunity within not only the space of CBD, which is a multi-billion and growing, you know, $22, $25 billion industry, it's really in a of a multi-trillion dollar industry. And so we should be looking at ways to maximize our income earning opportunity within the wellness space. And we should be looking at ways to increase our overall wellness and help those around us do the same. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I watch these ladies get you know, haircuts and keratin treatment, I believe is what it's called. and I've got you know three daughters is a great example. And I know... That stuff's not cheap. You know, it's hundreds of dollars most times. And I don't know how often, you know, ladies get that done. It could be monthly or quarterly. I know it's multiple times a year, but let's switch over to nails and toes. I mean, my girls love to get their nails and their toes done. Well, when we go get our nails and toes done, you know, you drop several hundred dollars very quickly. Now, I enjoy doing it because it's quality time. Dads love quality time with their kids. So I don't mind taking them, and I don't mind spending the money. But it's all to do what? It's all to look better and feel better. Whether it's self-image, whether it's self-care, maybe it's both. That's a, that's where dollars are being spent every single day. So, as astute professional business people, we want to wave two flags. We want to wave the flag that says, "Look, this is a multi-billion-dollar industry within a multi-trillion-dollar industry," and we and those of you know, those that choose to participate in that journey want to maximize their income-earning opportunity in a huge hyper-growth space. While, in addition, you know I mean? will tell you right now, most people want to make a boatload of money and they want to feel good about doing it. They don't want dirty money, right? They don't want to steal and they don't want to lie and they don't want to cheat. They want to make good money and help people in the process. Like that's, When you talk to people just blanketed, you, you poll college kids, and you say, well, what do you want to do with your life? Even when they don't know, most of them say, I want to make good money. I don't want to worry about money. I don't want to be stressed out about money all the time. I want to make good money, and I want to do something that makes me happy and helps people. Well, guys, I mean, assuming you don't have an aversion to, to feeling better and looking better and taking care of yourself and helping others do the same, that is the wellness industry. That is the wellness revolution. You can make huge dollars while helping yourself feel better and look better sharing that message with others and helping them feel better and look better What a better way to make money than helping people recapture in most cases let's just i'm just being honest guys As very mentioned 60 something percent of all americans you know are overweight 30 some odd percent are clinically obese in houston we are the fourth fattest city in the nation and i love texas i love houston i'm not trying to You know, as the kids say, throw shade at anybody. But we are statistically the fourth fattest city in the nation. Well, that's a pretty darn good market share or a good marketing opportunity when you're in the fourth fattest city in the nation to help people, 60-some-odd percent of people, recapture their wellness journey. And maybe for the first time, guys. I mean, there's a lot of folks, that, and God bless them, but they grew up just like me eating chicken nuggets, and fish sticks, and French fries, and the and the whatever that pizza they served us in junior high and high school was. It didn't even really look like pizza. It was kind of like 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 you know cardboard with, with marinara sauce on it or something, and cheese. But that's what we grew up eating. We thought that was a meal, right? A, a slice of pizza, and a, a thing of French fries, and a coke. Or for me, it was Mr. Pibb. Okay, so that was that was lunch. Well, some people into their twenties, then into their thirties. They never they never get better. I mean, just just a quick aside, I got we've got a friend, her name's Christina, if anybody wants to say a quick prayer for her, but she's a beautiful woman. She's a, a mother of a three-year-old, and she's battling breast cancer right now. So a lot of folks in the community, in the neighborhood, they're, they're making meals, and just doing anything they can, you know, praying and, and donating money when they can and, and making meals and swinging by and, you know, maybe doing a lot, load of laundry or taking little Carter, the three-year-old, for a, know walk around the block just whatever anybody can do well one of the things that I you know I I haven't said anything but I've kind of laughed and snickered to myself but her husband his name is Josh and he's a wonderful man right there as supportive as he can be and and, and still working you know which is another you know economically challenging thing I know he doesn't want to be at work 80 hours a week instead of at his wife's you know side when she needs him after a a round of chemo or or just a just rough day that she may be having but, but you know they're working through that the best they can. But but I kind of laughed because as I was talking to her here recently, you know, say, hey, do you guys need any, any meals? Do you need any cook? Do you, do you want any food? And, and because we had a, a big a big veteran charity event this weekend that kind of got rained out, there was, you know, we, we had lost the barbecue and potato salad, and at the end of the event, you know, as, as it often happens when folks don't, you know, as many folks don't show up, there was just tons of food, you know, left over to take. Well, I immediately thought of them, and then I thought, well, you know maybe I'll take some some potato salad home and, and they you know that's kind of bland. maybe she can eat potato salad, maybe she would like some some chicken, just some smoked chicken. Well husband as is as I gathered up a plate and stuff for for her family. I thought, you yeah, know I better just check in well I, I called and I checked in with her. her husband won't eat, won't eat any of that. He literally is a guy that eats hot dogs and plain you know plain hamburgers, no no condiments, no veggies, just meat, cheese, and bread and, and again, not knocking. I'm not knocking him, but I'm just saying, as I describe to you the foods that he'll eat versus the foods he won't. Okay, he won't eat smoked chicken, but he'll eat fried chicken. Okay, as an example, if you if I tell you he won't eat uh, potato salad, you know, homemade kind of a gourmet potato salad, but he really loves ramen noodle for whatever reason. This guy's in his thirties, by the way. You start to get a picture of what you guess he probably looks like, and you wouldn't be wrong. Okay. Well, well, that's, you know, that's, that's not, that's how we're, many of us are raised. And so part of our journey, part of Barry and I's journey, part of our vision, is simply to expose people to education and information to put them on the right track towards financial freedom, economic peace, and to feel better and look better from the inside out. Guys, I, I, Barry's very kind, and, and he's right. I have lost, you know, I lost 50 pounds. I've gained about five back, so I hover around and have maintained, for now almost two years, I've maintained a 45-pound weight loss. And that feels good and looks good externally, but, guys, that whole journey, if you don't know, that entire journey started as a result of uncontrollable, painful acid reflux. Well, Zantac, which I had been taking for about 20 years, The FDA, oh, big brother FDA, it's here to protect us and take care of us and make sure that, you know, no one harms us is what they claim. Well, they, oops, we missed one. Xantac causes cancer. Stop taking it immediately. It's off the shelf. So I was faced with a major decision. My my Band-Aid, and that's all it was, guys. I I can call myself out on it, okay? I had used a Band-Aid duct tape inside my body, if you will, metaphorically, but metaphorical duct tape. For 20 years popping a pill or two every day it took me a month it took me a month to get on a wellness journey find the right diet commit to that lifestyle for 30 days and I don't take reflux medication at all anymore now the byproduct is the 45 50 pound weight loss the feeling better the looking better now I did spend a fortune to have to you know outfit my closet because none of my clothes fit but but I'll take that but guys it really started about about feeling better, the looking better was a byproduct. But I needed to control my acid reflux. That was my motivating factor. Well, what everyone's got one. It could be wrinkles, it could be hair loss, it could be weight loss, it could be energy, it could be sleep. Everyone's got at least a hot button, if not hot buttons, where they want to look better, and feel better. So anyway, I was just—I'll conclude with this. But I was talking to a couple of you guys last week, and Jen Rennell was one of them. I think it was maybe Thursday or Friday. Jen and I were talking, and. And we got to talk about neurocognitive function we got talking about sleep and how how important sleep is to a clear mind and that if you don't get a good night's sleep and, and God forbid that be several days in a row, three, four, five days in a row, where you're maybe you're up with a baby all night or you're just not feeling well or you're stressed, whatever the thing is that keeps you from sleeping, it does I mean you can it's scientifically proven that it does affect your neurocognitive function. And so anyway, through that journey we were talking and Jen said, you know, I've always I, I, I've been an esthetician. You know, she Jen does Pilates. She's, you know, she does the hair stuff and all that. And so we kept talking about like these wellness centers and what a cash cow they can be. And, and we and I meant that as we were talking, I meant that literally because most think about it, guys. Most of those services, when you go get your hair done, and you go get your nails done, or you get Botox, or you get fillers, or you pay a personal trainer, or you pay a personal chef, Medicare doesn't cover anything. Your insurance doesn't cover any of that. All of those things, eating better, looking better, feeling better, consuming better, wellness-based consumable products, all of that is cash business. But people spend it, and I won't say happily, but they spend it necessarily. They spend it because they've placed a high enough value on the service or the benefit they're going to receive from that wellness product or wellness consumable, they will spend the dollar. So really, guys, the time is now, as Barry said, Real estate's up, real estate's down. I'm not saying real estate's a bad investment, but right now it's a very volatile investment. And I would just tell you our industry, not just that of CBD, but CBD combined with the with what's going on in the wellness industry and the wellness revolution and really the time to maximize our opportunity and to drive the company forward with each and every one of you really is now. And the beautiful thing is I engaged in the wellness industry in my early 20s because I was ready to make a change. I've got other friends that have waited till their 60s and 70s, and they've made radical changes. I mean, my dad right now, my dad is 67, I believe, and, you know, he's, he's walking three to five miles every day. He and my stepmom got a gym membership in a little, little spot right there in their neighborhood, so they walk, and they work out three days a week, and they walk some more. You know, and and, and he's never been a guy into fitness and wellness, but he's starting to see his age, he's starting to feel his age. And so he's starting to do things to reverse that. But my point is, is is the demographic we serve can be from their 20s to their 90s. And the earlier we capture someone and we get them pointed on the right path, the better opportunity they have for themselves, both physically, emotionally, spiritually, and economically. And so that's really our journey. We're glad that you guys are on it with us. We're inspired to, to share information with you guys because, frankly, you inspire us. Stony, your memes about Phil Mickelson, dude, you had me rolling. So thank you for sending those. Thank you guys always for your encouragement, your, your thoughts, and your prayers. And, and I'll conclude with this. Please keep Sarah and Jeff in your prayers. They're having some challenges with Jeff's mother. Uh, it doesn't, I don't think it looks very good. So just please keep them in your prayers. Um, Give them their space, of course. Don't bombard them with with calls or text messages, but just know that they're at a tender place right now and and could use as much love as they can get, I'm sure. So with that, very great job, great message today, and uh, let's just go out and have a great week and build for June 1st.
0: Great job, Sean, as always. Guys, we look forward to everything that's to come this week. Uh, We know we have our, our scheduled Zoom calls on Tuesday and Thursday this week at uh, three o'clock, and, and be looking forward to information uh, in the upcoming emails. We're going to have an adjustment in our schedule uh, for the month of June. Okay, in terms of our weekly uh, events, the time of those events, we're looking at uh, various times that we can have those, and we're also going to uh, put together uh, some testimon- some you know, well-designed testimonial calls uh, that will be basically highlighting you guys. And we'll have some of that recorded to replay for people that want to jump on these calls so that you can bring prospects at, at uh, whatever time you can send the link to them. It's it's almost like a 24-hour, 24, uh, 24 seven-day-a-week recording that you can just simply send to anybody so that they can hear the uh, results that <laughs> people are having both with the product and, uh, you know, with the business opportunities. <clears throat> and we'll be moving through uh, the month of June with a little bit of a different schedule to accommodate the, uh, you know, the summer, the summer times, the, sum, the summer hours that a lot of people are having. And for many people that are working on a daily basis and can't really necessarily break away for that 3 o'clock time, I think we're kind of in that COVID space. But now as we're moving forward and getting out of that, we're going to be able to uh, be doing more meetings on a, on a personal one-to-one and then one on, you know, group, small group venues like we're going to be having on June 1st. And we'll be able to get more frequency with that and let that take the place of some of the previously scheduled virtual events. So we're excited, guys, about all that's going on. Have a phenomenal week. God bless, and we'll talk to you very soon. Bye-bye.